Hello, Infused. We are here, day one, Canacon here in Oklahoma City. The cannabis trade show is back. I think it's safe to say the cannabis community is here. They're walking the floor. We're here to educate. We're here to communicate. And I am joined today uh, by Ponce. Ponce is from Oki Weed Finder. Thank you so much for giving your time today to the Infuse Show. Absolutely. I'm excited to be here and talk about like what we're doing to help the cannabis community. Absolutely. And I, th- I think you're a big help to the cannabis community. I-, I always like to talk to what I term problem solvers in this space, Ponce. Yes. Because you'll hear a lot of people that do the same thing. Like, oh, I'm the, I'm the guy that knows the credit card workaround. Yeah. You, you hear like... 10 or 20 of that guy. Yeah. Um, you uh, and your your business are entirely unique. Uh, so I, I think our listeners are going to love hearing from you. And uh, again, I'm very grateful for your, your time. Did you have to travel far to get to Oklahoma City today? No, no, no. Um, where we operate right now is just about mm, about an hour away. Okay. Yeah. About an hour away is not bad at all. Much better than the uh, two flights uh, from the East Coast from Philadelphia that we had to take here. But let's let's talk about the, the, the real thing. What it, what is Oki Weed Finder? So Oki Weed Finder is like a social media app with a marketplace. So if you want a visualization, think of Instagram and Weed Maps mixed into one. Okay. Okay. And so the beautiful thing about this, our whole um, mission is to empower the cannabis community, empower patients, and empower businesses to be successful in their cannabis journey. With their specific goals that they want to reach. Outstanding. Now, who are the people? Uh, what's your product designed for? Who do you work with? Yeah, so basically, we designed this product with two markets in mind, or two targets in mind the patients and the cannabis business. Um, because if you go on social media and you are just documenting your cannabis journey as right. a patient, sometimes you can post po- uh, videos or uh, pics or say certain things and you've had that account for two, three years, 10 years maybe, and all of a sudden that um, social platform deletes your account. And it's even worse as a business. So if you are a dispensary and you're building up a huge list of followers on these social platforms and one day you make one post or there's a Karen out there that doesn't want to see that content or if there's a a competitive business that they report your uh, post for some reason, you can lose your entire uh, following. I know businesses that built 80,000 followers, 50,000 followers and just got that deleted. And that's a lot of time, effort and energy into social media just to lose it all. And it's like getting stabbed in the heart it really is that's the perfect metaphor to use it is like getting stabbed in the heart you you really hit it It, it, it's it's a lot of time it's a lot of talent it's a lot of energy and people that that spend time on their social media accounts truly crafting that account spending time on, on a logo on appearance on making those tiles differentiate so it's an engaging experience yeah sometimes that's deleted for it's like a happenstance absolutely thing. and the thing is you're building relationships with people yes you, you know are. it's just not like a tech platform those are people that you're building relationships with and you put all this time effort and energy and then all of a sudden you're gone and those people look for you and they can't find you and so you lost some type of connection with them to yeah. develop that relationship to do business with them to make them a part of your world so we solve that problem I love that and I love you keep going back to that word uh, the essence of a communal thing yeah that it, that it is a communal thing and you and I both know if we get one person that we really like their post if they're a grower and we love the way that exactly. they their farm and their animals and everything I mean, then you start to miss that person and their daily interaction because yes. it's like your community was dwindled by a one count but that's a big deal it is it is a big deal and 
Um, I know I was just talking to a patient earlier. She loved this dispensary and she followed her posts like all the time. And then one day she went to look for them and they were gone. Right. And um, although she knew where their physical location was, she enjoyed the interaction with them daily on social media. Right. Now she doesn't have that. And so what we do, we protect that relationship between uh, businesses and consumers. And guess what? You're never going to lose your account for posting about marijuana or your journey in marijuana or posting about a deal that you have. It's amazing. This is a service that is so greatly needed by so many people that that we work with through the sales joint. Um, We know that there are people that have, I don't want to say they're direct competitors, but they might be competitive platforms uh, how do you kind of stand out and dif- differentiate yourselves? Uh, in, in what regards? You know, you'll have this idea of, like, do you see anybody else out there that, that, that is into, sure, people are going to say, no censorship. Yeah. But I don't think anybody else is on this, we're building communities here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we don't censor in terms of, like, your cannabis journey. You can pose cannabis, whatever, right? Um, but there are obviously inappropriate content that we will censor because we want it to be a clean, healthy, fun, energetic environment for everybody. So we can't let certain content on there, you know, weirdo stuff. No, absolutely. <laughs> we, we all want to uh, keep the spread of weirdo stuff to a minimum. Yeah. Ponce, I love everything about your company. So I want to make sure that uh, people that watch and listen to the Infuse show know how to get in touch with you. How do we get in touch with you? Okay, so basically, if you want to know more about us, about us, you can go to okiwefinder.com and check out check us out there, or you can download the app on the um, uh, Google Play Store and the iOS Store. Just type in okiwefinder, will pop up. You'll see that beautiful logo. And just download the app. Right now, um, we got it just limited to Oklahoma, but in about like maybe three or four weeks, it's going to open up like for all the other uh, cannabis legal states in the United States. So the social aspect of it will be available for everybody. That's phenomenal news, especially with with former past clients of ours, too. I know that people are going to be downloading the app. Oh, yeah. I know they're going to be visiting you at Okie Weed Finder. And I was going to bring up, I have it here sitting in my nose because Frank knows damn well. Usually when I see an arresting logo, I got him i'm like my god you guys knocked it out of the park yeah you did a good job there buddy well that that wasn't me i actually (laughs) had another logo my business partner carlos he's like man let me redesign the logo i said go for it when he did i was like i freaking love it see that's beautiful carlos is getting some love there carlos Carlos. nice job my compliments to you that guy's a genius hey dude i look i love it i love everything about your logo love everything about your services and especially your attitude towards what you bring to the community yes Thank you so much for being my guest today. Dude, it's been a pleasure, Uh, and I look forward to talking to to you some more. Oh, yeah, we're going to see you next time, all right? All right. Take care, bud. All right, appreciate it, man. Canacon day one, off and running. We're having great conversations with great people, Uh, but every so often I get to talk to somebody who, in my estimation, is doing the big work, uh, the really important work, and I am so honored that Mr. T.J. Durkin has joined us today. T.J., thanks for stopping by today. Thanks for having me. It's It's a real honor to talk to you and to learn about the work that Vet Codes does, um, but uh, let's let's start at the beginning. Uh, you're you're a, a gentleman who's proudly served us in the past. Yes, uh, I was in the United States Army from 1987 1993. I'm a Desert Storm vet, and uh, right now I'm in the process of getting the rest of my disability. Okay, in the process of getting the rest of your disability, we thank you for your service in, in, in that particular conflict. Um, your path to cannabis, how did we get there, TJ? Was that an easy one, or you know, there was a lot of propaganda way back when about well, what this did you know me growing up in the 70s you know it, there wasn't quite as much propaganda 
Um, and it was late 70s when I was 12, 13 years old when I first tried it. Sure thing. But and then uh, in the early 80s, I lived in Texas. Mm-hmm. And so it was pretty easy to get a, hand, you know, a hold of. So, yeah, uh, my younger years, yeah, I use it to get high, but I no longer use it to get high. I yeah. use it to medicate. Use it to medicate, to manage manage the problems that you're Pain, going PTSD, through. PTSD, anxiety. And it, it's the one thing as far as, you know, I've talked to, I've had the honor of talking to, to vets in the past and are telling me that it's the one thing outside of a pill that's cooked up in a lab, this natural thing that was put here on the earth for us to grow. It's the one thing that truly helps them. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And it, whereas a pill or three pills, four pills that some of our, our, our veterans are taking, turning them into completely different people, cannabis yes. helps them manage their symptoms. Well, there, there's never, you know, as far as I've ne- ever heard, there's never been uh, a death directly related to cannabis. Yep, I've heard it but, too. And, you know, I, in vet codes, we've got to talk to a lot of vets. And we find out how many vets have gotten off the opioids and, and switched to cannabis and... They're no longer zombies. They can walk around and lead a very productive life. You know, and cannabis is just, it's wonderful. It, it, a lot of people attach a stigma to it, but I don't think that stigma needs to be there. We're, we're trying to help get the word out that cannabis helps people like us. Yeah, yeah. And that's why I think you're doing the big work, because that, that's Thank important you. education. And it's important to communicate. We need to get to a point where people take just as much offense when they hear of a veteran passing who is addicted to opioids, yeah. as we do when they die in combat, because it's still it's a or, tragedy. You know, um, people talk about the 22 veterans that commit suicide a day. Yeah. They don't talk about the 35 veterans that die because of opioid uh, overdoses every day. Yeah. Can't op- you can't o- you probably could overdose on opiate or on uh, cannabis, but you're not going to die from it. No, no. It'll make you sick, but. You know. Well, that's why we're grateful that, that you know, if people are neglecting th- that statistic in particular, that your group is here and you're doing this education. Tell us about Vet Codes and how this got started. Uh, TJ is wearing the Vet Codes uh, gear proudly. My, my, com- you know, my compliments on all of your gear. You're looking good, and whoever's doing your logos is doing a great job. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Um, Vet Codes started actually on 420 of last year. Nice. Me and a friend of mine were on a video call. We were in another veterans group. We met in another veterans group. And um, we were just on a video call. We were getting high. Uh-huh. Or medicating. <laughs> and and he's like, man, wouldn't it be great if we had this? Maybe, maybe we ought to start something like this. I was like, yeah, dude, that's a great idea. Go out, get discount codes for veterans on cannabis-related products, growing equipment, seeds, whatever. And so within a couple of days afterwards, we started the group up, had our first sponsor within a day or two, and we've grown since. We're up to about 150 sponsors that give us discount codes. Um, it's not just all cannabis related. We, um, we got a discount code if you guys had a baby and you want to get your baby a, 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 a what's it called? I'm sorry, I have a bad memory. You're fine. Um, but. Uh, a pacifier with their name on it so you can get discounts on that there too but mainly we try to concentrate on the uh, cannabis side uh, because we believe that all vets should be able to grow their own medicine grow their own food to eat a healthier eat healthier and lead a healthier lifestyle absolutely i love i love when i was talking to tj before we went uh and started the recording saying that that's the that's the thing is getting these these people the ability and the equipment to grow their own medicine cannabis is medicine 
food and the other discount codes you're doing for, for people is outstanding. It always, it always gets me when people, oh, we're going to praise the military in our speeches, but who's taking, who's looking out? Exactly. And, and, and as veterans, that's what we do is we realize that, you know, a lot of people say they're looking out for us, but, you know, actions speak louder than words. Sure thing. And so we have to, we, we take it upon ourselves to look after each other. As uh, people in the military com commonly say, I got your six. I got your back, you know, I got you covered. And we we truly believe that at Vet Codes. We have a seed bank that we uh, give out not only cannabis seeds, but vegetable and herb seeds to the vets so they can grow their own food, grow their own meds. Uh, we have programs where they can get used equipment. We have sponsors that once a month donate a full, complete grow setup wow. so we can get it out to vets in need so they can start growing their own meds you know um this is tremendous uh, yeah uh, you know we we feel that we've had a, a good run you know and we're just wanting to get bigger uh our goal is no vet left you know left out absolutely i mean come on you you've had a good run you're just getting out of the gate brother yeah. you're you just got started and you're already doing so much good so i you look i gotta thank you on behalf of a grateful nation you've always had our back um, and thank you for looking out for one another. This, this Vet Codes is a tremendous, tremendous uh, organization, and I appreciate you explaining what you do to us. Well, we're also teaming up with other veteran organizations so our reach can be further felt. Absolutely. Um, you know, uh, we teamed up with an organization that does a lot of lobbying. Well, we need that, you know. Uh, the guy that started it and I and, and very few admins that we have, that's just something we don't, know know what how to do it or whatever so we teamed up with somebody that's doing it already so we can get more of the message out there absolutely and you're doing a great job getting it uh tj was telling me he'd just done the stone vet uh podcast the other day stone vet uh usmc uh he runs one of the number or the number one veteran cannabis podcast out there uh we did a uh interview with him yesterday and um that's, I think, our third time that somebody from our group has been on with him. Okay. And uh, we also have uh, one of the organizations that we're teaming up with, and this is, to me, this is really cool, is there's now a DNA test that they can do on you, and it'll tell you what cannabinoids and terpenes work best for your issues. So there's a veteran organization out there that wants to get a uh, some vets to do this so they can get a you know a yeah. ground floor base on it yeah and uh we think that's just super cool because eventually for our group we want to start our own uh breeding program where we're breeding the terpenes and the and the cannabinoids into what we get out to our vets for free and so that way their issues can are helped oh my god it, 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 it. The, the good the good vibes don't stop here. You continue yeah. to do more yeah. and more. I, I love it, and I know uh, we want to, our audience, we're going to check out the Stone Vet USMC podcast. We're going to look for your interview. Uh, I know our audience. I know some of them are ex-military guys. They're going to be looking for how to get in touch with you, TJ, or your group. Could you tell us more? Okay, yeah. Um, right now, even though we are a 501c nonprofit, right now our only um, access on the Internet is through Facebook. We're in a Facebook group. Um, just go to Vet Codes group or Vet Codes and click to join and please be sure to answer the questions and they're pretty simple straightforward questions are you a vet or a sponsor is the first one 
uh, answer the questions and the one of our admin will reach out to you and all you have to do is take a picture of a state ID that has your name on it and it says veteran and just cover up all ID numbers you know we don't we're not interested in that we just want to make sure that you're a veteran you know because there are people out there trying to steal valor I'm sure and so we uh, you know just cover up that and then uh, that will accept you into the group and once you're in the group you have access to everything we do there it is awesome look Vet Codes is a wonderful organization. You're doing great work, TJ. Thank you. Um, Thank you. Keep educating, keep communicating, keep helping our vets. We're grateful for your service in the past, and we're so grateful for your service now to the cannabis community at large and the veterans that you're helping. TJ, well, thank it's you. been a pleasure talking to you. Thank you for having me. All right. It's been we'll a see great you next job. time. Thank All you. Ready. Day one of Canacon here in Oklahoma City has yielded some amazing things already. You uh, find some unbelievably interesting people, whether you're walking the floor or whether you're sitting here where I am. And the cool thing about it, this gentleman uh, to my left was walking the floor, and you can't help but notice the guy because <laughs> he's got some of the coolest shoes I think I've ever seen. My guest right now is Peter Holsworth. Peter, thank you for being here. Hey, it's a pleasure of mine. I love being able to talk. <laughs> <laughs> well, then you're in the right place, my friend. Uh, I got to tell you, you are, are the founder, or in my, my estimation, my favorite term, the chief rainmaker for Fly Soul Shoes. That's correct, sir. Chief tell rainmaker. us a little bit about it, Chief Rainmaker. How did, how did this come about? You know, um, I, I traveled to 68 cities and 19 countries on behalf of the cannabis industry in 2019 as a director of a Fortune 500 law firm called Zuber Lawler. Yes. You know, that year we, we patented the first cannabinoid plant patent in history. We achieved the first new dietary ingredient and generally recognized as safe designations with the FDA for hemp proteins in food. And I was traveling the world talking to the hemp industry about the global commoditizations coming by. Sure. And during that process, we obtained one of our, the seven licensees in Mexico as one of our clients and recognized that the DEA was soon going to start Im allowing importation of refined cannabinoids from Mexico or Colombia into the United States. And I, it, it kind of hit me like a, a bubble went off in my brain and said, oh my gosh, you know, this one client of ours has enough infrastructure that they could put the entire cultivation of hemp for ingestible purposes in the United States out of business. Wow. That one facility. They That's have a, staggering. They have a 20 by 20 square kilometer uh -huh. environmentally controlled greenhouse. And so the next week I was a keynote speaker at the National Growers Association for the hemp. And I said, who here wants to be a hemp farmer? And 60% of the room raised their hand. And I said, well, it's too late. <laughs> <laughs> and then everybody's just like deflated. You just felt the air go out of the room, oh, you know? Yeah, yeah. And so I thought to myself, wait, how am I going to save these guys? How am I going to save the American hemp farmer? And I thought to myself, industrial. And everybody's got feet. There you go. So why not take this beautiful industrial plant and put it into vibrant, live color and, and put it on people's feet? That is incredible. So here we are, fly sole shoes, baby. Dude, and yeah, show those shoes, could you? Yeah. All right, here. I'll see if I can take one off. There we go. Yeah, they're all. You guys, look at this. It's a Mexico. thing of beauty. Thank it's a you. thing of beauty. And they all come out one of one because we cut them and make them by hand. Wow. So um, it's really a, a, a 
a really a, a, a family affair because I met a third generation family of cobblers in Tepoztlan, Mexico, who've been making these shoes by hand for a hundred years. You went yourself. That's so I good. Did. I That's went so myself. Commendable. I met them. I found them. I became friends with the grandmother who loves me. <laughs> <laughs> third generation f- yep. uh, family. I-, I love it. Peter, th- 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 there's one other thing I think that I got to bring up because I think Peter will agree with me. I got to commend him for being honest when he said, who wants to be a hemp farmer? 60% up. And then he gives the honest answer, which Frank can back me up here. It's too late. It is. Peter, we're going to shows. We were just in uh, uh, CWCB Expo in New York. Oh, yeah. And we're meeting people like, well, we're thinking of getting into growing hemp. And I'm like... I, I, I don't know what to tell these guys. Oh, no, no. You know, the economic advantages of growing hemp in the United States are really over. Yeah. Um, you know, they're, they're in Mexico, or let's take Colombia, for example. The difference between the longest and shortest day in Colombia is only 41 minutes. Wow. So that means they can get six cycles a year, opposed to hey, New York, you're doing, wait, one? Yeah. One, maybe two? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... You know, it really, there's not much of a, unless you have a niche, the, the hemp industry has become saturated on the social supply side. Absolutely. And that's what we've seen in the, the, uh, the drop and the collapse of the price of the commodity. Mm-hmm. And we see, and one of the things I love about this is it, when you're talking about textiles, you're talking about industrial hemp, um, you're also solving another problem that, that's, that's dire. This is an eco-friendly product. It looks phenomenal, but Thank we have you. an eco-friendly uh, product here. And like, like you said, everyone who has feet can benefit from this. Yeah. Um, Shoes are probably the most pollutive aspect of your wearable garments that you have in your closet. Most I'm, people don't yeah. realize Nike's the last 500, 600 years past the death of your body. And furthermore, your Nikes are made by somebody who's six years old. Yeah. That's not, not ethical. It's not moral. We can do better. We can do better. We can do better. And it looks like Fly Soul is leading the charge in that sense. You're different than in your competition, too. Can you tell us a little bit how? Well, you know, opposed to taking synthetics or, or combining them, we are actively utilizing Ute and hemp. So two biodegradable, naturally found um um, you know, naturally found substances that replace all these polyesters. These shoes are they never touch a machine. So wow. all of them are hand woven, handmade. They're pressed and, and sewn to a biodegradable sole, which will have seeds in it. And so when it biodegrades, you're going to sprout another plant. Dude, that's even the, the, the best part of this. And not only, there's a very, like I got my, my, my Zen hippy-dippy thing thinking here, you're part of someone else's journey, too. Yeah. They're making something with your hands, you're wearing on your feet, and it gives back to the earth. Peter, you brought a great product to the market. Well, you know, most 99% of shoes wind up in a landfill, mm-hmm. and that's where they're going to stay. So even if these shoes do wind up in a landfill, they're going to sprout a hemp plant. So we're, so we're going to start building hemp farms around the world without so, people even knowing it. Something that gives back to our to the soil, something that purifies, <laughs> protects the environment. This is too cool. I think I could talk to Peter all day. You operate where? So I'm based in Newport Beach, California. The company's based in Nevada and Washington. But we sell everywhere. FlySoulShoes.com. And we, we ship everywhere. We just shipped our first pair to Hong Kong, actually, which is really cool. Nice, man. You know, so we're, we're invading China. Congratulations, <laughs> my man. Uh, if people want to get in touch with you, Peter, for your services, learn more about Fly Soul Shoes, what do yeah. they do? So we're available on Instagram at Fly Soul Shoes, like your soul, S-O-U-L, or uh, www.flysoulshoes.com. Or I am on Instagram, Peter underscore Cannabis. Peter underscore uh, Cannabis. We're all going to go to <laughs> Fly Soul Shoes. You're going to be getting orders tonight probably <laughs> from up. this guy and this guy right here. 
I'm really talking to one of the most popular dudes <laughs> on this trade show floor, uh, and, I, and I'm, I'm, that's not hyperbole. And it's also not hyperbole when I say I'm really grateful to you for your time, oh, Peter. Oh, thank you so much. Thanks for, for joining me, me, brother. Are you kidding me? This All right. Is great. Hope to talk to you again. Thanks a lot. We'll see you. Hello, Infusio audience. We're back here at Canacon. It's day one. We're in Oklahoma City, the state capital. And I think it's safe to say the cannabis trade shows are back. I'm joined by Houston. Houston, thank you for giving me your time today. Yeah, thank you for uh, letting me join you guys. Um, again, my name is Houston Holsher. Uh, it's actually great to be back in my home state of Oklahoma. Uh, I currently reside in Boulder, Colorado, but... But you you're know, true sooner. Yeah, true sooner. <laughs> well, I went to Oklahoma State University and got my degree. Oh, okay. Degree in horticulture science. So I'm actually the black sheep of the family. The black sheep. <laughs> they all went to they all went to OU, so they're all Sooners fans, and I still hold. Oh, that Oh yeah, I know a family in Iowa. I have family in Iowa, and it is split between. I think Cyclones. one of them went. One of them's a cyclone. The yeah. rest are Hawkeyes. Yeah. And he still has to spend more at Christmas than everybody yeah. else. Uh, it's really cool that we're on an international break for soccer now because Arsenal's not playing, Juventus isn't playing. So Houston and I have some time to talk. Yeah. And I love talking to guys like you when I come to, to interview people at shows like this, Houston, because yeah. you stand out in my mind yeah. as so uh, legitimate and genuine because I'll be talking to people like, oh, I'm, yeah. I'm a, I was a CPA, but now I'm the Kenna CPA. Yeah. You didn't fall back on growing. You no. always wanted to be here. I am. Yep, that is so <laughs> true. And, um, you know, I and you say CPA and all that stuff, and I'm actually a PCA. And what actually that we stands that's what actually that stands for is pest control advisor. Um, and you actually have to get that license in the state of California as well as Arizona to give agricultural recommendations. So when it comes to working in cannabis facilities and, and overall agricultural itself, in order to give agricultural recommendations to uh, growers, you actually have to have that license. So you have to have that license. And yeah. you are, are you multi-state? We are multi-state. Yep, yep. We work, uh, our primary integrated pest man management programs are in, you know, Michigan, Oklahoma, Arizona, Nevada, Florida, all over. So um, the company itself, Urban Grow, yeah. uh, they actually are just be going international. So wow. uh, we're making big moves and uh, we just went public on NASDAQ about a year ago. That's incredible. Yeah. And now and Houston, of course, serves as the manager of the environmental sciences group uh, group at Urban Grow. And I was so happy that he came over and introduced himself because uh, I find your work fascinating. And yeah. I even find that the idea of, yeah, we're not just in multiple states, yeah. but we're, we're going international. Because I, I think from somebody like me who's a novice, of uh -huh. course, each state, each area has to present a different challenge to you. Oh, uh, am I right? You are so, so right. The compliance aspect. Yeah. And that's something that we have at um, our at Urban Grow and our company is, you know, working in state to state, the legalities around pesticide usage differentiate on okay. cannabis. You know, in the state of Oklahoma, you can actually use 25B products only. And that's so similar to Massachusetts as well. When I talk about 25B products, those are botanically derived products only. Okay. So lots of things like soybean oils, rosemary oils. But like compared to Colorado, where you can use EPA-registered products, those products are a little bit more effective than those 25B products. Um, so it's something that uh, is, can be hard to work around, but sure. it's still effective. Um, and then again, I will say it's very imperative if you're using those 25B products to use them in unison with beneficial insects to mitigate any uh, pest pressures such as like aphids, spider mites, etc. Is that or is beneficial insects something you, you uh, are asked to talk about a lot? Because I, I think it's a topic where people hear about it are like, ooh, 
more natural way to do things using insects to help protect, perfect the plant in some yeah. cases? It's, it's not even necessary that something that I get asked to talk a lot. <laughs> I almost want to talk about it so much because I love the topic itself so much. I sure. mean, the, the fact that you can introduce a beneficial insect into, into a cultivation site uh -huh. and have those, those beneficial insects mitigate the predators such as aphids and spider mites in right. an organic manner is so unique. I mean, combating a predator insect with a beneficial insect, I mean, how cool is that? It's almost metal. It's almost metal. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> no, definitely. definitely. Almost dropped in it. Dropped a little. Uh, yeah, we won't go. You're there, you're free to do that here. Feel yeah, welcome. It's almost metal time. as fuck. There you go. Fine. Yeah, there we are. Yeah, We've got so. some Iron Maiden fans back home. Yeah, ready for that one. Who's the typical person that comes to Urban Grow for help? Now, who's who's your typical client? What do they look like? Yeah. So Urban Grow, honestly, we are a uh, our primary focus is actually design, architecture, MEP, um, and uh, designing facilities from from the start from startup so that's our primary focus we also do uh, infrastructural changes sell equipment and so forth so my particular department is actually a very niche department sure. when it comes to the plant science of things but overall we consider ourselves a full turnkey uh, producer when it comes to all things facility management. Wow. And yeah. I always say I like to talk to the problem solvers in this industry, yeah. usually busy people that wear multiple hats, yeah. but you're truly one of those people. Before totally. I move back to our, our uh, a topic about beneficial insects and whatnot, yeah. uh, Urban Grow, how do, how do we find Urban Grow? Um, we're based out of Lafayette, Colorado. Okay. Um, again, we work uh, you know all throughout the U.S. and are expanding into uh, um, you know, Europe and, and, and Central Europe and everything, but you can get on um, urban-grow.com. Um, you can get on our, for shopping for products, you can get on uh, Shopify or shop.urbangrow.com. Right. Does that kind of make sense? No, that makes sense. So yeah. it, our, our audience does have a place to go should oh, yeah. they need your turnkey services. Yeah. Um, and one of the cool things about uh, Houston giving us his time today is he's one of the key speakers here at Canacon yeah. this year. Yeah. Uh, could you give us a little preview about what you're going to what you're going to yeah. address tomorrow? Of course, of course. Yeah, I'm so thrilled uh, to be fortunate to be talking in my home state of Oklahoma. Uh, I will be talking in uh, room two at two thirty tomorrow. Um, I'm going to be talking about three different IPM, Integrated Best Pest Management Pillars, mm -hmm. that can really utilize and be effective in mitigating pests and pathogen pressures within your grow. You know, when it comes to IPM itself, we always want to make sure that the crop is being taken care of. We don't want to be losing crops to, you know, powdery mildew, aphids, et cetera. Sure. So when we incorporate good root zone practices, good good chemical and biological control strategies, that's ultimately going to lead to um, more vigorous and healthier crops, and ultimately you're going to be able to harvest and get more yields. So that's kind of the general basis of what I'm going to be talking about tomorrow. Outstanding. And the best part about that for the people that we work with, whether it's through the sales joint or people that do watch and listen to Infused, is that's so applicable. Yeah. So I, I hope we're going to do a, a photo afterwards and, yeah. and we're going to promote your talk tomorrow because oh, yeah. I know that a number of the people we work with are yeah. going to be interested in what you have to say. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's been wonderful talking with you. And somebody who's a true Oklahoma-born guy, yeah. uh, i got to say, uh, I've been, this is my second visit to your state. Yeah. I'm loving it, and I'm loving the people. Yeah. It's a, it's, it's a beautiful, beautiful place and beautiful people. Yeah, no, it comes down to it. You know, I, I've been in the Colorado area for about eight years, but growing up here, I used to play in a funk band. I know I love the, the music scene, um, and, and it's so dear to me. My family growing up, growing me up on good music, and, 
having my, my good group of friends. They're all such wholesome people. Cool. And we know the underground scene here, and uh, I have all the respect for the Oklahomies. You know, we, it, real quick, before we wrap it up, we sure. used to call ourselves, uh, you know, the Toklahomies, uh-huh. the Smokelahomies. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I could go all day about <laughs> Oklahoma, man. It's it's such a lovely place. Well, yeah, me. now you threw the funk band thing in there, and a lifelong drummer. Yeah. We could probably go all Same day. Same here, drummer. We could, just, we could just do soccer and drums yeah, for, for as long as you want. Blame it on the boogie. <laughs> that, was, uh, that was our band back in the day, man. Fantastic. Yeah, dude. Look, Houston, this has been an absolute pleasure. Oh, man, I can't um, thank you I'd love to talk to you again. So in the future, keep yeah. us in mind. Yeah. Good I luck can, to you tomorrow. Yeah, dude. I'm going to give you a big, big old hug after this one, You too. do it. All hey, right. I really appreciate you guys. Thank you so much. See you next time, guys. Yeah. Cheers. Day one underway at Canatech here in Oklahoma City. This has been fun because the cannabis, cannabis community is back. They're walking the floor. The exhibitors, we're here. We're supporting each other. We're here to communicate. We're here to educate. And that's why I am so honored that this gentleman took his time to come and talk to me today. I'm with the soil guru himself. Yes, sir. The man, Valen Bodie from Environmental Soil Solutions. Thank you so much for joining us today. My pleasure. My pleasure for being here, man. What do you think of Canacon so far? I love it. I actually, it started for me when I, I walked the show. Um... That was, what, 2019, I think it was? Mm-hmm. Pretty sure it was 2019 or 2020. I walked the show. Following year, I was a vendor, and now I'm a vendor again. So it was more of a growing sure. relationship for me. Um, but I love it here. I mean, I feel like this is where the industry does business as a whole. No doubt. You know, there's not a... I feel it's well-balanced in terms of who's here. It is. It You've is. got your processing companies. You've got your big grow supply stores and chains and smaller grow supply stores and chains. You've got your big soil companies. You've got your small soil companies. There's, it's just a really good mesh. You know, I, they did a really good job of organizing. Um, I've seen their organizing literally get better by the year. That's great. Like, and that's my favorite thing about the show. Um, obviously, as you know, sustainability is my background. So, mm-hmm. you know, to see things grow in a good, you know, and, and again, not in rapid growth where it's like, oh, my goodness, this is a totally different show. Sure. It, it still brings that same vibe. It still brings that same energy in. And everything just, it is Canacon. That's great. Because it, it's great to hear because there, there's healthy growth and then there's rushing things. It's good to see a show. Definitely Trade so. show in particular saying, all right, let's take a couple baby steps. Mm-hmm. Take in what we learn. They take and, feedback. Yeah, and then eventually, and I, I know they do for a fact, talking to some of the people that work for them. So mm-hmm. glad that we're both here together. We're, we got to talk. You're the owner and the CEO of Environmental Soil Solutions. And I know that I know a little bit from my background as a literature teacher right. about this particular area and the rather kind of sad, tragic history of agriculture right. in Oklahoma. Uh, I mean, the, the the red dirt state is this a tough place to operate in for you? I mean, it's it hasn't tough. been. Um, it's been tough in a sense of why can't I just throw my plant in the ground and grow? <laughs> um, you know, and, and that, I'm understanding of that. Sure. You know, soil isn't cheap. Growing isn't cheap as a whole. Mm-hmm. So I understand that. I understand why you would want to use what you have already. Um, and again, that's something we offer is soil con- consultancy. You know, if you don't want to buy our mediums, okay, great. I'll meet you where you are um, and I'll show you why you should buy my soil. I will let you grow outdoors wherever you're growing and I will give you soil, um, give you a discount on soil, whatever it may be, for you to see the proof in the pudding. Right. I mean, I know my product, I formulated my product, I mean, down to percentages that people never even would think I would go to. I've had a lot of sleepless nights, you know, trying to figure out this recipe. This wasn't just a, I'm going to throw three cups of this and one cup of this and poof, 
Right. It's called magic, yes, <laughs> but it's not that easy. You know, um, I've formulated everything straight down to, you know, why I use pumice stone. You know, my medium, it's the equivalent density of the medium it's going in. So it stays suspended in the soil and you don't have it floating to the top like perlite does. It's simple science, it's density. That's all it comes down to. Um, so, but again, I can sit here and nerd out about soil all day. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's just, you think things through, you think things through and, and you make it happen. And, and, and that's what people don't like to do, trial and error. Like I said, it's a lot of sleepless, night, sleepless nights that went into my recipe. A lot of angry nights, my wife is, why are you not going to bed? I can't figure this out. Yeah. You know, and, and that's, and I've done the, the groundwork for it. And now we just grow as a company. We evolve and get better. Wow. And make the recipe better as you go. You know, you learn more things and you, and you do more things. You try things. There's a lot of trial and error. I've killed a lot of plants. That's what it is. I got to know the limit of the plant. Sure. You know, so know the limit of how much I can put in this soil. You know, I don't want my customer take my, take my soil and transplant into and their plant dies because it's too hot. Yeah. Granted, it's going to be hot, but you don't want it to be hot in a sense of you make all that nutrient available and the plant now thinks I can eat it all and it can't. Wow. You know, it burns up and that's mm-hmm. where nutrient burn comes in it, along with many other variables. But that's just the, the most common one that you have the issue with. Understood. Understood. Not, not that I understand. I'm sitting here learning in right. all of how this Yeah, there's, this a, there's a lot of moving parts. And that's why people fray away from organics. Really? They just don't want to learn. Yeah. I mean, organics is almost like the gearbox of a car or of any machine. Right. There's, not, there's no one main drive. If this gear fails, the medium is going to fail. If your pH is off you will not get anything out of the medium. I don't care what soil you're in. Right. I mean, that's the reality of it. pH is what makes nutrients available. So if you don't have that sweet spot, then you're going to be locking yourself out of some nutrients. And I have to think it's tough for people to go through the actual, I don't know, the actual work when we're so used to instant gratification everywhere else. And you- that's why salt growing is so easy. Yeah. It's a bottle that says nine mils of this per gallon of water. You follow just about any nutrient company to the T. You'll grow some good stuff. Wow. You know, but at what cost? Exactly. You know? So who, who do you have like a typical kind of client, like big tier cultivator, small tier? Both. Who do you work with? Both. I mean, I've got people buying cubic foot bags, home growers. I've got growers buying 250 cubic yards of soil. Wow. So, I mean, I cater to everyone. You kind of I the want, entire community. Right. I want everybody. I want everybody to be able to grow and realize how cost-efficient you can grow. Yeah. You know, you don't have to have crazy inputs to, to grow. I mean, you don't have to dump a whole lot of money into it to do it, you know, to do it at a quality level as well. Organic being clean every single time, you don't have to worry about anything being in your, you know, in your, your, your medium or whatever it may be. You know, I'm local, small business, you know, one employee, it's me. My wife runs the books, and it's me. You know, my mom and my uncle and my granddad are here helping with the booth. But other than that, it's just me. You know, they return to the Bahamas, and I'm back bagging by myself. You know, I, I built it from a two-car garage. Wow. I, I can't tell you how much I respect your dedication and the amount of work that went oh, into getting you here. Listen, listen, I, I don't even want to talk about it. <laughs> we don't have to talk about it. There's a lot of work that goes, and people don't realize that. I know. You know, they see the fruition and don't realize the roots that's underneath, what it took to grow those roots, those connections, those networking. I mean, look, the guy from Fish It, the guy that owns Fish It, yeah. literally just passed her very good friends, a friend of mine, Tom. 
So, you know, it's building those relationships is what I'm here for. You know, sustainability is what I build my business on. I don't want to sell you soil and be done with it. You know, I want you to be able to use that soil over and over and over and over. Yeah. That's, that's what I'm here for. That's sustainability. I love that. I love that you offer a complete product, a sustainable product, and that your approach is so communal. And I think we share a love of, uh, I don't know, the work and the problem solving where right. we, we have a culture that's very like, just give me the answer. Yeah. No, let's, let's work. Figure out how you get to that answer. There it is. If you don't figure out how you get to that answer and you have anything off of a straight course, yeah. you're in trouble. Critical thought. That's all it is. Uh, if you know what happened, okay, well, we can figure it out. I, I want to say one thing uh, while I still have you here because I know we have limited time. Right. Valen, your, your logo, your gear, it, this is fantastic. This is me. This is incredible. I'm, I'm is holding me. Valen right here, lucky this enough to have this. Who did this stuff for you? Um, so my uncle's a graphic designer. Okay. Um, he lives in the Bahamas. Um, dynamic Packaging solution, Solutions out of um, California or stuffed and stacked here in Oklahoma. Wow. Um, they're all both the same brand. Um, they printed my stickers, um, business cards, everything. They do most of my printing, but actual graphic work is done by my uncle, custom designs out of the Bahamas. Um, this was actually made, the original sketch of this was done by my roommate in junior college. Really? Yeah, he went to school to do graphic designing and I told him I needed a sketch. He sketched it up. And then my gra uncle, graphic designer, just cleaned it up. You've got you got the family here helping you do the booth. You've got your wife helping you with the books. You've, you get, got your your your, yeah, your I, friend. You, yeah, everybody I, wrapped I in. Keep, that's sustainability. <laughs> it that's, is. That's the key to sustainability. Sustainability. If you stand on an island, you're you're going to be in a tough situation. I always thought that's what when this industry began to mature. I always thought we need to keep that communal. And that's aspect. what I love about the cannabis industry. I Truly. love it. I mean, I am very good friends with competition. That's fantastic. Like the Soil King, he's direct competition. He's as direct as competition as you're going to get. <laughs> and we are very good friends. He saw me on the way here and got a big hug. I'm very a, good friends. I'm a huge admirer of your vision, the work that you've done, and the work that you continue to do. Uh, Valen, Environmental Soil Solutions. How do people find you? There are a number of people that you can help. Yes, social media. I mean, I am. I I answer everyone. I follow everyone back. I try to answer it. If I don't know, I'm going to tell you I don't know. Yeah. I mean, that's I. I I'm fine with not knowing. Sure. I want to know. If mm -hmm. I don't know, great. Let's find out. Yeah. So, yeah, all social media handles, email, my website, Environmental Soil Solutions, or thesoilguru.com. Um, products are there. Ingredients, everything's there. If you have questions, we've got a questionnaire there you can shoot your questions through, and I will answer every question you got. Guys, let's visit thesoilguru.com, and I, I just want to make sure I communicate this to you. I, I'm really honored that you gave, you, uh, gave me your time today. Ben. My pleasure it's been for an having me, man. My Thank pleasure. You. My pleasure. All right. We'll see you next time. All righty. Take care. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. How do cannabis CEOs balance growth and optimization strategies? What is THCO, Delta 10, and CBNA, and why should you care about these minor cannabinoids? And why isn't the endocannabinoid system covered in medical school? 
Most people think they're up to date in trends in the cannabis industry, but they're about six weeks behind. Learn about what is truly next in the cannabis space by joining myself, Brian Fields, and Kellen Finney every week on the Dime Podcast and, of course, on PodConnects.